Let's take off, baby. Let's just drive, honey, into the night sky, to the sunset shine, into the day, baby. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. This is Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. There's still time to find those fresh apples and to pet the farm animals in Anderson and Girls Orchards in Stanton. It's holiday wine tasting time at Shady Lane Cellars Winery. Boyne Mountain is reaching for the sky with some intriguing improvements and features. And the company name says it all for hotel developers in the UP. They're known as Braveworks. We travel Michigan next, where your trip begins at Michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan, and I sure am happy to be back with you again this weekend as we explore the uh, great state of Michigan. And here we are. We're at one of those times of the year. We're kind of in between seasons, right? Uh, we don't have, you know, dependable snow everywhere, to say the least. Uh, the uh, fall colors are behind us, and they were pretty good for this season. Not perfect, but uh, not all that bad. And especially if you were able to get up to the um, the western part of the Upper Peninsula kind of early in the season, that was just plain spectacular this year. And, uh, you know, as sometimes happens, as uh, the rain and, and wind starts to uh come into play, we can have that kind of early turn of the fall. So we'll look forward to next year's fall season for a truly spectacular uh, color and get ready for this upcoming winter. But we're not really there yet. We can still kind of enjoy some of those things that we like to uh, enjoy at this time of the year. And that still means going to the orchard, checking out some of those fresh grown products that are still available out there. We're going to head over to an orchard today, kind of in the, you know, the West Michigan area, somewhat near Grand Rapids in Stanton. And we're going to find out what they're doing over there because on a regular basis, they they do some really fun activities that I think you're going to really enjoy hearing about. Let's head over to Anderson and Girls Orchard, a little bit different. You don't hear the Ann Sons Orchard thing here, so it's kind of cool to hear Anderson and Girls Orchard in Stanton. Let's bring in Amy. Uh, and Amy, I'm going to mispronounce your name. Is it Lapper? Laper. Laper. I knew I'd get it wrong. <laughs> Amy, it's good to have you on the program today. Now, um, fill us in. Tell us a little bit about Anderson and Girls Orchard, about where you are, how long you've been around, things like that. So we are three miles north of Stanton, right on M66. Uh, if you want, are on 96 and you hop off in Ionia on 66, we're about 45 minutes directly north. Great drive uh, any time of the year. We've been here for 43 years. My parents bought the farm in 1978, and uh, we continue to grow every year. We put in our petting zoo area in 2000, and that has been a huge hit. So we have all kinds of animals, from anything from the goats and the cows. We also have uh, three species of lemurs, birds, um, 
camels, we have a water buffalo, all kinds of great things. You know, it's, it's interesting that um, the way orchards are operated now, very few just offer the, the kind of the orchard operation. They they offer some other kind of fun activities, and you've really kind of leaned over on that uh, kind of the um, the pet, uh, kind of an animal zoo petting type opportunity. So let's get into a little bit more detail about that. Uh, what's it like when you arrive at the orchard and um, what are some of those things you can do? So when you arrive at the orchard, we, our petting zoo area is free. It, we do run it on donations, so feel free to leave a little bit in the donation box because every little bit can help. Sure. And this way we, we can have a wide variety of families that are able to come and enjoy it. We really want it to be about family time together here on our farm. Yeah, you know, it's kind of cool that, that you do that. Uh, first off, a lot of kids don't even have any idea where food comes from. So there's that. They get to learn that and then get to uh, be close to these animals as well. Yeah, our goats are always the kids' favorite. So we do have 50-cent machines you can put two quarters in, and then you can uh, get a handful of food. And I tell you, of all the animals out there, the goats are the ones the kids always go back to. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure you tell them to kind of hold the hand out uh flat so they can get the food yep. and not to accidentally nibble on your fingers all that type of thing yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yep. we have a bakery area where you can buy all kinds of fresh baked goods as well as our famous donuts and we do press our own cider on the farm with our own uh, apples here too now this this last year some of the orchards didn't get the uh, production that they had hoped for um were you in that that uh, camp as well and uh, do you expect they're going to be apples and and uh, and fresh squeezed, or it's not really squeezed, fresh pressed <laughs> apple cider for a little while yet? Yeah, we hope to. I can't guarantee, but we hope to have fresh cider and uh, apples until we close. We plan on closing for the season on December 18th, and then we'll reopen uh, April 1st of next year. So still a little little bit of time. Now, you were, you were saying you have uh, a camel there as well, so you offer camel rides in what time of the year? Uh, we do camel rides from uh, Memorial Weekend in May until the end of October, and we do have uh, both species of camels. We have Bactrian camels as well as dromedaries, so you can see you can ride a one-humped camel or you can ride a two-humped camel when you come. Well, so is your operation maybe a little bit more popular even in the warm weather months than it is uh, in the traditional kind of fall, early winter time? Uh, we usually are pretty busy throughout the whole summer, and then fall is our peak time. So we uh, are real busy uh, September, October, and then it kind of slows down, so it's a little bit more relaxed in November and the first part of December. All right. Uh, well, we'll uh, make sure that we do our best to head over to Anderson and Girls Orchards. Uh, and, and I presume the girls includes you when you were when your parents owned the farm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my parent, my parents still own majority share, and my husband and I are uh, own a little bit. And then we, um, uh, yeah, my two, I have two younger sisters that oh, help nice. occasionally. So. Yeah. Well, that's cool. It's nice to see it uh, is staying in the family as uh, as farms uh, too often don't. So uh, right, happy yeah. to hear that. <laughs> All right, uh, check it out. It's in Stanton in West Michigan. The website is andersonandgirls.com. And our thanks to Amy for joining us today. We're going to check out uh, what's happening at Shady Lane Cellars in Sutton's Bay next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org.
It's Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan, and it's the holiday season. Finally, we're to this point where you know, we're able to really celebrate. We know how to do that safely now, right? We know all those protocols, so let's just keep those in mind as we're out there during the holiday season enjoying ourselves, both with our family and friends, and as we travel and, and head out there to experience and enjoy Pure Michigan in so many ways. You know, this time of the year is a big time for Michigan's wine, craft, beverage industry because people are looking for, you know, just the white, uh, just the right uh, craft beverages for their special occasions for the holidays. So we're going to talk to the folks over at Shady Lane Cellars in Sutton's Bay to get some ideas from them on, you know, what we should get to kind of pair uh, what type of wines with basically maybe the type of food that we're going to be serving for the holidays. Also want to find out a little bit about Shady Lane Cellars. It's been a while since we've talked to Kim uh, Simasek. Did I get that right? You did. Very I can't good. believe it. First time all program. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, so Kim, it's good to talk to you. Uh, first up, we should just make sure people know, uh, where is Shady Lane Cellars? What do you do? Where you are? All those things. Yes, uh, thanks for having us. We really appreciate it. So Shady Lane Cellars, as you mentioned, is on the Leelanau Peninsula, just north of Traverse City in Sutton's Bay. Um, what we do is we make wine, <laughs> plain yeah. and simple. Yeah. Um, I think one of the, the big things that um, we pride ourselves on is really, and certainly one of the foundations of our winery is that we're an estate winery. Um, so what that means is that we... Uh, utilize all our own fruit from our vineyards. So we don't purchase fruit from anybody else, whether it be Michigan or out of state. Um, so that allows us to really have a hands-on approach to um, everything that we do from, from dirt to bottle, essentially. So um, there's a lot more control uh, in what we can do as far as uh, winemaking and certainly ramps up quality. Yeah, I had no idea what that term meant, estate yeah. winery. Now I do. Yes. Thank you yes. uh, to you. Uh, now, do you generally kind of specialize in white wines, red wines? You know, what, what's your specialty? Uh, we do both. We do both uh, white, uh, red. We do uh, a sparkling and we also do a rosé, but we really focus on uh, wines that uh, are appropriate our um, vinifera that's appropriate for Michigan and does well in our climate and our soils. So, I mean, we all know Riesling is queen uh, mm. up in northern Michigan, so yeah. we certainly make several uh, different styles of Riesling, um, but we certainly have other wines to, to explore as well. Now, I know you're in Sutton's Bay, uh, yes. but exactly where, you know, approximately, uh, where are you? So we're about, uh, we're kind of directly in between Traverse City and Sutton's Bay. So if you take M22 North, there's a road called Shady Lane, and ah. you take a left there, yeah, right there, Easy. and uh, that's where the name comes from, exactly. Ah, and uh, we're right down on the left-hand side, about two miles. Good to know. Now, you you are also a sustainable winery, and I've talked to some others, so I have a, a bit of information about that, but explain what that means. Yes, yes. We um, are one of two wineries in Michigan that have our sustainability cert certification, and we have what is called the SIP certification, and that stands for sustainability and practice and SIP is a third party uh, certification out of California and they really take a holistic and macro approach to how the estate fits into the community um, around you. So, and they have really three pillars that they look at and that would be people, planet and prosperity and that really fit with our values. So that was the certification that we um, sought to earn. So 
Um, all the other Californias that have the SIP certification are out of California, with one of the biggest ones being Jackson Family Vineyard. So, mm. um, yeah. So, I mean, we, we have been doing sustainability uh, practices since 2013, so we've been doing it for quite a while. Um, and we thought this was the best uh, certification for us to uh, really um, put a stamp on what we've been doing. So we, we essentially use no synthetic fertilizers, herbicides, or pesticides. Uh, we really spend a lot of time kind of building soil health. So we focus on feeding the soil rather than the vines and kind of building a biodiversity there with Mother Nature that allows our winemaker, uh, Casey Wiersba, to really um, handcraft some beautiful wines. Wow, very good. Um, yeah. Good to know, and congrats for that. Um, Thank you. Now, here we are, holiday season. People yes. are looking for, you know, just the right kind of wine for their various occasions. So if I just throw out some, you know, like some entree items, uh, for instance, turkey, you know, uh, very, very popular in the Midwest uh, at the holiday season. You know, what are some of the suggestions that you might have? Well, I think, you know, first I want to maybe talk about some basic fundamentals of food and wine pairing to, mm-hmm. and then I'll kind of wrap it up into that too but the one thing you want to do is you your your wine wants to be more acidic than the food um, so to your point like with you're going to have turkey you're going to want to have some nice acidity or those tur- those side dishes that maybe go with the turkey dinner um, to kind of cut through that richness right and you want to match like texture and flavor so you know, you want to kind of match weight, texture, flavor with the food and wine. And actually, there's a great way to kind of think about this, too. So if you if you think about a salad, for example, like if you're making your salad and you put your lettuce and your vegetables and everything into a bowl and you eat that, it's it, it tastes great. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's nice. But as soon as you add a vinaigrette, right, which is essentially, you know, acid and fruit on sometimes a little sweetness, whether it's sugar or honey, and of course your oil, which essentially minus the oil, it's the same thing with wine is. Once you put that vinaigrette onto your salad, it comes to life, Wow! right? Okay. Yeah. So it's the same kind of thing with food hmm. and wine pairing. When you mash the right kind of um, you know, wine with your food, you get a better experience both with your food and drink and just an overall kind of lovely um, dinner experience and eating experience. Huh. So yeah, so you want to match sweet with sweet, essentially. So when you're you're planning your desserts, you want to have a sweetness level that matches your dessert. And um, yeah, so going back to your question about turkey, so our semi-dry Riesling, actually we have two wines that would go beautifully with um, with turkey dinners, and that would be our semi-dry Riesling and our Pinot Noir. And I'll talk about our semi-dry Riesling first. Um, it has a beautiful balance of acidity, and as I mentioned before, you want wine with acid and minerality and fruit. So you get these beautiful um, orchard stone fruits like you know peach and white nectarine and then you're going to get a little bit of ginger and lime zest and when you think about you know sides and, and things that you might put with turkey sometimes we put like compotes right like maybe an apricot compote or mm-hmm. a pear compote or even you know cranberry and a lot of those minus the cranberry is, is our, our um, flavor profiles that you would get out of our semi-dry Riesling. So, so are you actually you're pairing for the whole meal then rather yes, than just absolutely. like an entree. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I mean you could, absolutely. Yeah. In in um in going to the Pinot Noir, that's gonna our Pinot Noir in particular has notes of cranberry and like dark cherry, um, some earthiness to it, uh, that kind of reminds you of fall and, and being out in the in the leaves and woods and kinds of things like that. Um, but it's lighter in body, so it works well with uh, with turkey for that All for right. that reason. Like uh, you know, like a heavier you know Cabernet Sauvignon 
or something like that is a little bit too heavy for turkey uh, mm. because the flavor profiles are a little bit more exuberant, a little more uh, bold, and it might, um, and, and those tend to be a little bit higher in alcohol and a little bit softer in acidity, so it would just, it might overwhelm your dinner and would, tire your palate as would well. Would that then pair well with like a crown roast or beef or something like that? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Yeah, that and a Cabernet Franc, absolutely. Well, I'm going to be very unfair since we only have about a minute. If, if uh, let's say ham is your, your main uh, meal item, what, what, do you, what would you pair it with? Honestly, you could do the same things. Those yeah. are great. Those are perfectly great with both of those. Um, and, you know, you could also do a Pinot Gris. We have a beautiful Pinot Gris that would be, be beautiful with the, um, the ham. And also sparkling. Let's not forget about bubbles. No, bubbles right. are the most fun during the holidays. Yeah, honestly, true. <laughs> you know, we've got a sparkling Riesling that is like medium dry, but it's 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 beautiful. And it's in, in a, for, bubbles are great for an entire meal because it's a natural palate cleanser. The bubbles kind of scrub out your mouth and get you ready for your next bite. So. The, those two are certainly um, beautiful wines that you could pair with your ham as well. And maybe a, a good option for my vegan friends out there as well. Absolutely. <laughs> there Absolutely. you go. <laughs> well, you know what, Kim? I could talk to you all day. This is really oh, interesting to me. Um, thank you. And you obviously really know what you're talking about. So people need to come up and meet you and the winemakers and everybody at Shady Lane Cellars. And if you'd like to find out more in advance, go to the website ShadyLaneCellars.com. Or thanks for having Kim Simasek join us today. We're going to check out what's happening in the UP, some exciting projects next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. The thing that I most like about getting around the state is meeting new people all the time. The travel industry has people coming in to our industry all the time. And every so often you meet somebody who's just really impressive. I mean, really, really surprises you. And for me, that usually means young people who are entrepreneurial in spirit and uh, really are are out there doing some really impressive things. And our next guest certainly fits in that line. Uh, Jennifer Julian and her husband, John, are owners of this beautiful new property in Houghton. And they're doing some other really exciting things in the Keweenaw and uh, other places in the UP that we're going to talk about. Jennifer, it's good to have you on the program. Yeah, great to hear from you, Dave. I was so impressed uh, just simply meeting you and John uh, the first time I met you, which I think was about a year ago, if I remember right. Uh, I was up in the region. We were with the Under the Radar TV crew recording some segments on on uh, traveling around the state. And uh, the folks at the uh, Keweenaw uh, Convention Visitors Bureau suggested that we swing by and meet you and John and see what you were working on. And then I don't even know if you were open if I remember right, I, I just don't recall uh, with your property called The Vault. But I was so impressed with your attitude, I guess, more than anything, because you have this, this I'll describe it as an entrepreneurial attitude. And um, want to just kind of find out, before we even talk about your properties, a little bit about you and John, what brought you to the Keweenaw area and um, what inspired you to do what you're doing today? How'd you, how'd you end up there? Oh, gosh. Uh, so I actually grew up in Hemlock, Michigan, 
uh, outside of the Saginaw Midland area. And I went to Houghton to attend Michigan Tech University. I got my civil engineering degree from there. And I ended up going back for graduate school uh, where I then met my husband who had been born and raised in Houghton. His dad had moved there to teach at the university. Um, so my husband's extremely entrepreneurial in spirit. He actually uh, dropped out of college about uh, maybe a third of the way in mm -hmm. um, and had started uh, a construction company where he was building purpose-built student housing. Uh, when we met, I had taken a job at an engineering firm after grad school, and then we got married and um, decided that my time was best uh, kind of working for his company, and, and then it became our company's. And um, so we, we grew quite a bit in that time frame um, in real estate, and we had really been searching for uh, property downtown Houghton that, that would make a good hotel. Uh, there, as you know, downtown Houghton is very historic. Mm -hmm. Lots of historic buildings. Beautiful. Uh, those come with challenges when it comes to a hotel because uh, if you're familiar with the Keweenaw, we get quite a bit of snow. <laughs> and so there's actually a parking ban in downtown Houghton. So after November 1st and up until I think through April, uh, there's no overnight parking allowed downtown. And so as you can see, trying to come up with a spot for a hotel would make that a little challenging. <laughs> yes. um, so we actually, uh, the the Wells Fargo Bank came for sale. At the time, Wells Fargo was um, kind of releasing their physical assets. They, they, wanted right. to, they wanted to downsize. And there were two Wells Fargo's in Houghton, Michigan. There was one by campus and one downtown. And so they decided to keep the one by campus and they they put the historic building downtown for sale. Now, this had been a bank for 130 years. Yeah, it's a beautiful, what, yes. sandstone building, it seems So it like. was built as a bank. It was built to be the cornerstone of the downtown, the very mm. first sandstone building, um, the very first building out of any masonry, actually. Everything was mm. built out of wood before that. Wow. Uh, because it was, a, it was a mining town, so everything was boom or bust. The mines would come in. They would sure. build everything out of wood, expecting to then leave. Yeah. And, um, and then the bank built this building and said, nope, we're here to stay. Houghton's always going to be a community. So, so it's got a lot of significant impact to the downtown. And so the great thing about it is the bank came with uh, covered parking. And so we gave them an offer and they kind of laughed at us. And we were like, well, it's, it's a significant remodel, you know. Um, and so we actually had moved to California after that uh, for about three years and we got an email from Wells Fargo on the same thread that we had sent two years prior. And they said, mm. hey, would you still consider your offer? All right. Um, and so we decided to go for it. And so we actually moved back from California to open the Vault Hotel. And um, I guess that's kind of where we're at now. Well, it's an incredible project. So you took this historic building and you didn't just bring it back to life. You brought it back to a new life totally where... Uh, you kind of kept the theme of, of a bank and built this really cool, I'll describe it as a boutique hotel. Uh, I don't even know how many floors. Is it four or five floors? Uh, it's four floors if you include the ground level. Yeah. 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 And uh, describe the uh, kind of the uh, the feeling of the hotel because it's very unique. Yeah. So we, we call it Modern Lux. Uh, so it, we wanted it to feel very modern and clean and welcoming. 
Um, so we, we used a lot of those features, but we also held any historic artifacts that were in the building or that we found in the community that belonged to the building uh, within, within the uh, artwork and the interior design. And so there's an original fireplace mantle uh, you know, nestled around marble floors and uh, beautiful new wallpaper and mm. um, really nice sitting area. Uh, there's the original teller booth location uh, was was held, but with a more modern uh, booth. And then um, there's, you know, other artifacts that we found in the building we kept and we somehow tied them in to f- make it feel... Um, so you could you could appreciate the history, but you're in a modern setting. And now each floor, uh, am I correct in saying they have a different uh, kind of theme, but still tied in with finance? Yeah, absolutely. So we actually worked. Oh, excuse me, Dave. <clears throat> I need. Is that going to be taken out? That's okay. We'll take that. Okay. Out. <clears throat> um, so we actually worked with uh, quite a few people that had been inspirational to us or that we had met along our paths here. Uh, one being Hodge Flemings, who's in Detroit. He has a company called Rebrand Cities, but he's a Michigan Tech alumni. Um, and he's been doing a lot of rebranding in the Detroit area. And so uh, he helped us brand it, the Vault Hotel. Uh, and then we worked with a designer out of, at the time she was in Detroit as well. She's somebody I went to school with at Michigan Tech. Hmm. And then she went on to interior design. And so it was really her idea to to make these levels themed. And so each level is is themed off of what's in your vault. And so that's kind of our tagline. And then the first level is old money. It's it's very um, old English wealth feeling. It's emeralds and rubies and uh, feelings of, of old English wealth, kind of like Queen of England. The second floor is new money. It's more mid-century modern. Uh, it's a little bit Marilyn Monroe. It's... Hmm. it's um, money that's earned and then the third floor is found money so it's real mysterious it's almost like oceans 11 gambling Mm -hmm. blacks and whites uh it's it's my favorite level by far yeah i like that too yeah so the idea was that it is a small boutique property and if you want to come back and stay again that you can have a completely different experience well it truly is spectacular um and you have a, a speakeasy on the main floor which is really awesome by the way yeah. I mean, we, we could go all day talking about this property. Let's just suffice to say, people need to check it out. It's called The Vault. It's on the main street uh, right there in Houghton, downtown. So check that out. What is, do you have a direct website just for The Vault? TheVaultHotel.com. TheVaultHotel.com. So check that out. Now, we only have a minute. Um, so uh, I know that you've also uh, recently uh, purchased the hotel just down the street and rebranded that and fixed it all up as well. Yep. So we did a complete gut and remodel on the uh, Franklin, former Franklin Square Inn. It's now a Hampton Inn and Suites. It's going to open in about 30 days. So we're really excited about that. Yeah, it's, it's going to be great. You know, that was a nice hotel, but I'm, I know you've made it a lot nicer. So great to hear. And you, um, I know we can't really talk much about it because there's not much to talk about yet, but you've just closed on a, on a, a new purchase in Marquette as well. Yeah, so we... we uh, Found a really gorgeous bank in the on the corner downtown in Marquette, and or it was built as a bank. It's called the Marquette Savings Bank. It's on the historic uh, National Registry. It's a very gorgeous building. You can look it up on Wikipedia, uh, and we have some really cool plans for that building. 
I can't wait to see what happens there because you've done such a phenomenal job uh, in uh, Houghton. I know you're going to do the same thing in Marquette. And uh, you're also on the Convention Visitors Bureau Board of Directors, so I appreciate all that you do there because the Keweenaw really is a special place. People need to check it out. So let's get to those websites real, real fast again. Yeah, so our real estate development website is thebraveworks.com, thevaulthotel.com, houses the Vault Hotel in Houghton, Michigan. And um, anything on the Marquette Savings Bank will go to the BraveWorks website. Sounds good. Uh, so that uh, major website, uh, thebraveworks.com. Our thanks to Jennifer Julian for being with us today. Make sure to check that out. We're heading to Boyne Mountain next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan, and when you think about the term Pure Michigan, most people think about heading up north to uh, some of our really beautiful properties and places up north, to those beautiful natural areas, and often your mind might wander over to the wonderful resorts we have in the north part of Michigan, which gets us talking about uh, the property we're going to talk about next. Uh, up at uh, Boyne Mountain. It's incredible what they're doing up there. They've always uh, been so impressive in so many ways, but guess what? They're even doing more. Let's find out by talking to Aaron Ertz, the Director of Communications for Boyne. Aaron, it's good to talk to you. It's been a while. Yeah, good to talk with you too. And uh, in, apparently since we've last spoken, uh, you folks have been really doing a lot of stuff, a lot of planning, a lot of preparation, and even some real work on the next generation of the Mountain Grand property. Did I get that right? I always seem to mess that up. Yeah, I mean, we um, we recently announced our Renaissance 2.0, and really that all started um, with what we considered to be our first Renaissance, which was with the Mountain Grand Lodge and Spa. Um, with that development came also Avalanche Bay Indoor Water Park, so the largest indoor water park in the state. You know, really, you know, just transformed that property, you Mm -hmm. know, by bringing in that, you know, that big development, that big growth. Um, And Renaissance 2.0 is really our next generation of developments. You know, we're looking at how do we elevate our resort experiences and spaces. And we laid out a really comprehensive plan that's um, guiding us through the year 2030. And within that, we're really excited. We've got national level attractions, new technologies, lift innovations, hotel upgrades, and a whole lot more. So a lot of great stuff coming to Boy Mountain Resort. Well, and I, I see the the plan is pretty impressive. I don't even know where we start here. Since you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned Avalanche Bay, I know yep. that uh, these um, these improvements and expansions include Avalanche Bay. Now that's impressive as it is. I I don't even when did that open up? Um, that facility opened up in two thousand and five. Two thousand five. Well, I remember yep. being there for the the grand opening that was fantastic and and now uh your new renaissance 2.0 plan calls for improvements there tell us about that yeah absolutely i mean with avalanche bay we have plans for an outdoor expansion there so i'm really excited to add an outdoor element um to the water park and um really add that fun aspect for the summer season too you know i mean people have always really loved the the um compliment of 
being able to enjoy the outdoors in the wintertime, come into the 84 degree oasis of indoor water park and mm-hmm. splash and have fun in there. Um, but sometimes on those hot summer days, you just want to spend more time outdoors, you know, and so the outdoor expansion will really um, cater to that time of year and um, will be one of the great additions that's coming in our Renaissance 2.0 plans. That's a, such a great idea because uh, you're right. People do love that indoors, but they like to be out, outdoors as well with water parks. So exp- expect to see some really great things there well it just reminds me the last time i was at the property was last winter hard to believe and um i actually used the zip line for the first time and that was really designed for winter use not just summer use right yeah, absolutely. Our zipline adventures opened up during the winter season um, and is really one of those attractions that's beautiful no matter what season you're in, you know, and it really offers something different too. Um, we've seen a tremendous amount of um, zipliners as well as scenic chairlift rides um, during the fall and um, guests that are, you know, enjoying those experiences are also getting a peek at another one of our um, big attractions coming, which is Skybridge, Michigan. Um, so people are seeing that um, construction already started on the top of top of our slopes um, and this is uh, going to become the world's longest timber towered suspension bridge so we're constructing this between the peaks of McLeod to Disciples Ridge and guests will be able to ride up via a chairlift enjoy the scenery and experience this pedestrian bridge you're going to walk across it it's over 1200 feet long 118 feet high at its highest point um connects to additional hiking and walking trails and we're anticipating that opening in june of 22. so the this this bridge this is a um a, a lot of it i've seen being under construction has a lot of like wooden structure as part of it and the bridge itself is this one of these types of bridges that's kind of like a cable type bridge that moves a bit um it does like it does in the center portion to it you have the walking portion and the timber frame design um that um that you're seeing as we roll this out and um by the way we also have a live streaming webcam um on our website Mm -hmm. at boymountain.com so people can follow along with the construction as it's happening which is really fun um but it's really a nod to the logging heritage in northern michigan you know and um right next door to boy mountain has been um a longtime business metelski lumber um and they've really sourced lumber for you know, the growth of Boy Mountain through all of these, you know, all of these years. And they're a big part of this project too. So really fun to bring in that that local business aspect to it and um, and bring this attraction. And it's really modeled after um, the Gatlinburg Sky Bridge in Tennessee, which is yep. a sister property to Boy Mountain um, and part of the Boyne Resorts collection. And um, that's been wildly successful there. So we're excited to to bring what we like to call Michigan's second bridge to Boy Mountain. <laughs> yeah, well, even bigger and better than the Gatlinburg uh, pro- uh, project there. So I'm really excited about it. And I have been looking at that that live camera. Very dramatic looking styling. Um, really interesting. So it's hard to imagine until you really look at it. So I recommend people go to that, um, that live camera at boynemountain.com. So what other uh, activities are happening there? Um, Gosh, we've got so much this season. We're rolling out RFID technology. So um, gone are the days of the sticky tickets. And uh, everybody is going to have media cards now that are super convenient. You buy online and you can reload your media card with um, lift tickets through the season or your season pass. So we're excited to roll that out this season. We um, are just finishing um, construction, um, nearing completion on Chalet Edelweiss, which is 
um, now a European-inspired lodge. And um, this was the Edelweiss Lodge. Um, if you're familiar with Boy Mountain before and have visited, it's the um, the hotel property that sits right on the slopes. Um, there's not a more true ski-in, ski-out mm. experience anywhere in the Midwest. Yeah. Um, surrounded on all sides with snow. Um, sits right by the by the Hemlock Chairlift. Um and um, we're going to be opening that up in time for Christmas. Um, 35 guest rooms and suites in there. Modern mountain character and design. Um, has a great Nordic sauna experience in the lobby. So we're excited to have that opening up for this winter as well. Well, uh, have there been any uh, adjustments or changes to the um, kind of the village experience that is between uh, what was the Alpine Lodge and the Grand Mountain? Yeah, we, um, you know, I mean, that area definitely continues to be built out as well. Um, we introduced Igloo Dining there last summer, so now we call it the Back 40 um, within that region because it's um, back behind 40 Acres Tavern. So, um, yeah, we just keep building out spaces, you know. I mean, um, you know, last winter, you know, we really worked on um, building out those outdoor experiences that guests could sit and enjoy, um, stay outdoors in the winter time with, you know, the additional food food trucks and additional seating and um, fire pit areas. So um, that continues to be a focus in building out um, building out our village area. Well, you provide such a great experience, so many great activities. And uh, with uh, winter coming along and that snow starting to pile up before you know it, we're going to be able to enjoy uh, Boyne Mountain in so many additional ways. And with your really aggressive time schedule, on this uh, bridge construction. When is it scheduled to open? We're anticipating June of 22. Wow, well, they're gonna be working all winter long, so I'm gonna keep an eye on that uh, live camera and uh, make sure to take a peek on my next visit to, to Boyne Mountain. What's your website, Erin? BoyneMountain.com. BoyneMountain.com, the website. Uh, make sure to check out everything happening there at the Boyne Falls property, and then make sure to check out everything else happening with Boyne USA because uh, they are so impressive, everything they do. And with this Renaissance 2.0 uh, project, all these plans even going to be better. Thanks to Aaron Ernst for joining us, and thank you for joining us as well. That's all the time we have for Travel Michigan. We'll talk to you next week on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling.